Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. <clears throat> hey, how you doing there, sir? Mr. Reg? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Yeah. Voice is my voice is okay. Just getting done with the play. A little nasal, yes. I, I do feel a little nasal today, but I'll try to uh, to get past that. But the voice is still still sounds strong, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, it's weird. It's been a weird summer here in Chicago. Not very hot. Been cold, and a lot of people with allergies and and colds and coughs. I don't know. I'm sure it'll get warm soon. It's almost July. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's do this thing. What do you say? Episode 369. <laughs> All right. Put it in the book. Star, smile, strong. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. Don't forget, listening to this podcast is not enough, so get out there and tell your friends. Tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. That loyalty and that devotion, you get some extra extra bounty points, believe me. I don't know where they're adding up, but they are. They're adding up. They really are. There's a tally somewhere. If you like what you hear, don't forget, you go to WGNRadio.com, you go to the Prompt for Podcasts. And then you go to the prompt for this podcast, and my goodness, what you will find there. It's like it's like saying open sesame. Just a, a cave of treasures. Podcast treasures just waiting for you to dive into. Keep scrolling down and scrolling down. Listen and scroll. Listen and scroll. Listen and scroll. Listen and scroll. It'll be worth it. Believe me. We've done so many of these. This is number 369. (laughs) So. <laughs> this was this was quite interesting. I love to uh, share some interesting things that happened to me along the way uh, as we take this little stroll down this thing called life. And uh, today is one that uh, a, a little incident. I don't know if it's an incident, really. It was a situation, a happening. Uh, interesting nonetheless, and to the point where as it was happening, as I was experiencing this, I was already saying, well, this is a podcast. 
<laughs> a lot of times people will say to me, Jim, geez, you know, where, where, how do you come up with these topics every week? And I'll be honest with you. It's, it's, um, I don't know myself, to be honest. Uh, when I think about at least once a week for the last seven years, I've thought up hopefully at least one and sometimes two and sometimes more as I'm always kind of uh, rambling on here and talk about a few things all at one time, but at least uh, one topic a week that, uh, that I try to come up with that I will, that I hope you will find interesting. And, um, I guess up to this point, I have been able to do that with some consistency. I like to think so based on what people tell me and the fact that we're still doing this. Um, believe me, I understand. It's not like climbing up Mount Everest. I mean, this is not the hardest thing in the world. Oh, come up with a topic that's interesting. But, uh, but, uh, but there are times when I'm sitting there almost right before I have to flick on the switch here to say, um, hey, <laughs> it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic, where I'm like, what am I going to talk about this week? But for some reason, an idea does find its way right before the on-air light goes on. So I'm thankful for that. This was a case where... As I, I I was well prepared for this one before uh, I got here to record this with good old producer Reg, um, because as it was happening, I was like, okay, have to talk about this, and it happened about two or three days ago, and as I said many times, uh, I record these in advance, obviously, right? It's not live. Um, but um, so it just didn't happen to me today or even yesterday, but recent enough within the last week. So that was actually not, I was actually uh, in, in the moment I was very, uh, I wouldn't say, you know, angry. This wasn't angering, but it was frustrating and enough to me to say i think that this is something to talk about and relatable i think or at least to make this point about something uh, but at the same time i as i was going through it i was also relieved to say ah well now i've i've got my podcast topic for the week <laughs> so i was both frustrated and um grateful I guess, happy to some extent in that I got through this, this experience fine, wasn't life threatening or anything, but, um, but it was frustrating and angering. And at the same time, I was happy. I had my topic for the week. <laughs> so now it's up to you to decide whether it was worthy or not. Did I really have my topic or or is my vetting system beginning to uh, <laughs> uh, to get a little weak? We'll see when this is done. <laughs> you, 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 as, you, as always, are the judge. So I've talked at length uh, over the years. And if you followed me, uh, you've been on my my cell phone journey 
It's quite, It's been quite a journey. Um, it's been an interesting one. It's been reluctant. It's also been eye-opening. All those things. I've spoken about how uh, I'm not real, and still to this day, I'm not completely tied to my phone, which <laughs> certainly plays a key role into this story. Uh, I certainly have had a you know a cell phone for many years. At a time, I worked in the technology world, so I had a cell phone uh, somewhat early on. Not back in those days when it was like a giant brick. I didn't have it then, but you know, in the mid nineties, when it was, it was. I don't, I don't know. I I would say, I don't know if it was a. Um, an odd thing to have a cell phone at that time. It wasn't as expected like it is today that everyone has one. But there was certainly a, a major portion, I would think, of the population who had one. And the level of, of my cell phone depended. I always had a, a, a fairly up-to-date cell phone. I remember I had the Motorola Razor. It was so cool. I love that one. Uh, that folded into this little square. It was so cool. It was so cool. The whole thing. The whole thing folded. I love that one. That was probably in the late nineties, early two thousands. And then I had my Nokia. My my famous Nokia was, was just this little small little phone, fit in the palm of my hand. Didn't fold. Had this. <laughs> this little two-inch screen if it was that big. And as I've said many times, I would still have that phone if not for the upgrade of uh, these digital networks to which my phone just became obsolete. It couldn't handle the 5G. Now I'm seeing 10Gs, as I, I think I was talking about this a while ago. I don't know what I'm, I don't even know what I would do with, with 5Gs. I could, I, I think I can get by with a half a G, to be honest with you. I don't need 10 but that's what's out there. But anyway, I reluctantly, and and I must say, I'm glad that I did, uh, I was forced to, to get into the smartphone world. It took me a while. If you figure, I've had that almost two years now, about a year and a half. So I think I got it in 2021. A smartphone, I mean, think about this. Smartphone started in 2007. <laughs> I didn't realize... <laughs> That I didn't really have, a, I didn't get, I didn't jump on the, on the smartphone wagon. By the time there was no bandwagon when I jumped on it, it was already a, by that time it was a well-established mode of transportation. And I finally got on, somewhat reluctantly, forced to, as I said, my my carrier was switching to a new network. I probably would have my my, my still have my little Nokia if that hadn't happened. But here I am, fully into the smartphone world. I have apps and the whole deal. But as I say, I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not as tied to it as some people are. Yes, I will bring it to. Uh, you know, I'll have it with me at the airport or even at a doctor's office. And now I will scroll down on that as opposed to. But m- many times I don't. I still don't. So I, I carry it with me, as I say many times, more as a a tool that I have to have in case of emergency. 
emergency for myself or emergency for someone else or texting me or calling me if there's a problem. It's not there for entertainment. I have never watched a television show on my phone. I have never watched a a movie on my phone. I don't play video games. I never played a video game when they first came out when I was a little kid. Never got into video games. So I'm not candy crushing or I'm not wordling. I'm not doing any of that stuff. <clears throat> I still use the phone as a phone. For the most part. Now, yes, I will look on Facebook. I'll look at news and I'll, I'll look on social media and, and, and on different sites and stuff. But I don't really use a lot of apps. I use ones that are, are that I need to use. Ones to find parking spaces and, um, and to check my email. Once again, more of a utility um, as needed rather than a... Uh, an appendage to my body more than some lifeline that uh, that some people do. And I'm learning more and more. And the reason why, I and I said even if I hadn't shifted into a smartphone when I did, I probably, you know, forced to because of my carrier. I, I was finding that I had to because society just was expecting everyone to have one and things that you that you wanted to do were were based on having a cell phone it wasn't just a luxury it wasn't just an oddity day-to-day living in many ways depended on it now so i was bound to get one anyway and i and i'm not i wasn't some uh, you know going kicking and screaming um I saw the need for it. My carrier not <laughs> gave me a, a deadline date by which I had to do it. I don't know if I would have done it by the date that they said, but but pretty soon, but pretty soon before that or, or after that anyway. So I have my smartphone. I carry it with me. Uh, I the reason I don't like it is because it's big. That's why I like my little Nokia. It was easy to carry. It was easy to handle. This thing is bigger, uh, especially in the summer. It's a pain. In the winter, I don't mind it because at least you could put it in your coat. But in the summer, I, 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 I'm, I'm not a fan because you got to carry it around, and I don't like to put it in my back pocket and and all that stuff. So kind of a pain when you go to the grocery store. I'm always, I always have it in my hand. and ugh. But anyway. So, as I told you, I was um, I was recently in a play, and just finished it. In fact, great experience. Another excellent show that I was very proud to be a part of. Arthur Miller's The Crucible. I didn't talk about this one as much here on the the podcast. Maybe I will <clears throat> now that it's done. There's another topic. Write that one down, Jim. <laughs> uh. But I really did enjoy this play, and I enjoyed the entire experience. And so, I'm. Um, there's a matinee that I was doing, and so the show start at, at starts at uh, three. It was started at three in the afternoon, 
And so um, my, I was usually, I mean, the last since this play has been going on from with rehearsals through now, the middle of June, uh, it was really just very time consuming between rehearsals, uh, you know, five days a week, then ultimately shows five days a week um, in the evening uh, on Sunday afternoons. So it was a very time-consuming period. And so we had two days off usually, but but because of some um, technical things, we, we did the last, we did seven shows in a row at the end. We didn't even have a day off. And so in doing the matinee, which was at three in the afternoon, it did give a chance to actually, when I'm done with the show, uh, you know, spend some time with my wife. Our time our time has been, uh, you know, at a premium since uh, we started rehearsals in April. Coming, I'm leaving in, uh, you know, late afternoon to get to the theater, do the show, three hours you know the show itself was three hours i'm you know i get there an hour and a half before get undressed get home you know it's a five six hour ordeal of being home getting home at 11 11 30 in the evening my wife's already asleep or in bed so you know it was um you know our time was at a premium or you know our time was you know spending time alone together was at a premium because our, our schedules were, were not jiving, but that's the way it is. So on this on, on the days of a matinee, it was like nice. It's like okay, I, I can be home by you know seven o'clock or so, and we can maybe you know at least spend some time, go out to eat or something, but you know have some some casual time together. On this one specific uh, day, we were going to have a small little closing party get together with the the cast and the crew but it wasn't going to be something major just a little get together to say thank you and so i said well you know i said um i can still go to this thing when the show ends i could stay there for about an hour and a half or so and then um i'll call you when i'm like 10 minutes away and, or, yeah, about when I'm about, no, when I'm about 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away from home, I'll call you from the road and I'll tell you to, you know, order a pizza. And uh, we haven't had pizza in a while. I mean, it's just been one of those things because it's just not home. And I said, so this is going to be a big, like a big deal. Ooh, we're going to order a pizza. <laughs> Some people, that's a nightly occasion for us. This was a big deal. So I said, well, look, you know, I, I'm, I'll be on the road. So, um, when I'm about 20 minutes away from home or so, 25 minutes away from home, I'll, uh, I'll let you know, and then you could order it, and I'll just go pick it up. So that's the plan, all excited. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, big plan. <laughs> wow, that, that's, that's where we're at at this point. That, that's a big deal. <laughs> that's a big plan. <laughs> like I said, especially in, in this period when doing a show like that. Um, so the key... To this plan, the key to make this work and to have it all fall into place, once again, as I've talked to you, I, I love to plan ahead. I like to be prepared. So like I said, I'm 
in my head now, when we're devising this, I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave there at this time. I'm going to get to this point at that time. When I get to this a certain other point, I I know when to I'll know when to call you because it's about 20, 25 minutes away. So you know, depending on traffic, so I'll know and I'll go and get the pizza and I'll get home at this time. I always pride myself. Like when I'm planning some kind of an outing or even just errands or something, I pride myself on knowing when I'm going to get back. Like how close I've said, oh, I'll be back by 430. Uh, you know, when I'm going to run some errands. And I'm so happy when I'm by home by that time or before. It's uh, again, it's my compulsive behavior. I love to be prepared. I love to make lists. And I love to be on time, and I love to to do it. And as I said, make that little check mark next to my list. And the time that it takes me is also baked into that that uh, that compulsion of how long it's going to take. You know, uh, it's all about I don't know. It's just I love schedules and times. Always have. So once again, no no difference here. Okay, play ends at six fifteen. Um, takes a little time to get dressed with the dressing rooms because of the the size of the cast. Sometimes there's people at the show that you talk to afterwards. By the time and then we're going to have this little get together. It's not going to be a big long kind of thing. I can probably get out of there by uh, about eight o'clock. I will call you at about uh you know 8:15 and I'll pick up the pizza and I'll be home I should be home by 8:35 8:40 and we can have our pizza on a Sunday night still not too late right so my wife won't my wife won't have to wait too long to have not eaten dinner I don't usually eat uh before a show either so I'll be hungry a lot of actors like to go on stage with a full stomach. I don't. I don't eat uh, for many hours before. I just don't want to have. I like feeling that little hunger pang in my stomach. Uh, I don't know if it if it's, it's, it gives me a little adrenaline rush. It, it keeps me it makes me feel lighter on my feet. Maybe I also want to don't have to worry about burping up food <laughs> right in somebody's face. You don't want to. All of a sudden, feel a burp or coming on. Even when and, and when you're speaking, you don't want to have that, you know, happen. <clears throat> and and you know, other bodily functions maybe that may may hit you during that time when you're on stage when you don't just have the freedom to go to the bathroom anytime you want. So I I once again I plan ahead. <laughs> but I, I when when we're there before a show, sometimes people are there and they're eating their food before the show. And I'm like, wow, I, I just that's not my thing. So as I said, uh, I'm in my view, uh, this will work out once again a nice perfect plan. Well exe- you know, well planned out, well thought out. Um more than able to be executed, um, and it will be just fine. So I'm very happy about my pizza plan after the show. Very excited. Uh, 
happy about the planning of it and looking forward to the execution. There's nothing bet. There's nothing greater. Um, not only you know making the list is fun, but um, doing the list, you know, doing the things is also fun because then you get to make the check mark when you finish them. These are the little. <laughs> these are just the little. <laughs> Little things in, in a daily life that make me that make make it fun for me is um, is filling making the lists and and fulfilling the lists according to plan. So I'm all excited. This one, this is a really good plan. I'm very happy. Going to do this play. Going to have this nice little get together afterwards, and then I'm going to go home and have a pizza and spend a nice evening with my wife. Not a bad day, right? Not a bad day. A good plan. A good day. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that Sunday. Doing a lot of fun things there. Nice things. Doing something I like to love to do. Being around people and coming home and relaxing and spending time with my wife. Perfect day, right? So, as as I've said, I'm always very well organized. I got my little. I have my like a little gym bag that I have. Things that I bring to the theater with me all the time. I've got my script and the glasses, and I've got, you know, my water, and I've got, um, uh, you know, my my wallet and uh, other you know my other props I might need that I bring home every day. <clears throat> you know, my phone. It's all there. My water bottle filled with my mio in it. All set. Very organized once again, so that when it's time to go. I just grab that bag and off we go to the races. That bag is already packed. It's been packed for at least a half hour before I leave. It's not on the I'm not going at that last minute. I pack that bag once again preparedness. So then when it's time to go, boom. Off I go. Well, that's the way it usually should. That's the way it usually goes. <laughs> Now, the problem with the cell phone, with the smartphone, is that uh, now, you know, I, you know, I, you know, because of te- the whole text thing, I do leave it on. When I had my bad little Nokia thing, I didn't even leave the thing on. I never got any phone calls. I couldn't text on it. Didn't have text. <laughs> So once again, it was it was mostly just a, 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 a uh, there for emergencies, you know. But when you have this smartphone, it's got so many different uses for it, and people are texting all the time. And as I said before, there is an expectation in 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 everyone's world now. It's not just a certain certain segment. Everyone expects our in our culture in our society. Everybody expects everyone else to have a cell phone. And have the full range of capabilities of that cell phone. And, you know, once again, I like, I I enjoy, not enjoy, I prefer a telephone call rather than a text. After all, it's called a smartphone. And I've said this many times too. We need to change the name because people don't use it as a phone anymore. It's a communications device. And phone is about 17th on the list now. Everybody loves to text. 
I'm I'm not a big texting fan because I don't type. I don't do all that stuff with the thumbs. I've talked about this, so. But I keep it on because people might text me. But I don't even, that's not even my first thing to check is the text, but I leave it on. So I always have it charging so that when I leave, I will have a fully charged phone. That's part of my preparedness. My, that's part of my preparedness. When I leave the house, my, my phone is usually always at 100. <laughs> yes, I'm compulsive. I get it. I understand. So I have to leave. So when you, when you have this charger, you have to have an outlet, right? You need, as they say in Seinfeld, I need the holes. Sneaky Pete with George and the Frogger. I need the holes. And so we only have so many holes in the kitchen. Now, what I try to do once again for preparedness, I have, and I'm sure, I mean, I don't, you know, men, I don't know how men do this. Women, you have your purse, so that's nice. You have this nice area that you could put all your stuff in. I would like a purse. I would like that, but I mean, you know, it's, it's whatever in our society, we don't carry purses, right? Men don't carry purses. That's why I, I love the winter because my winter coat is my purse. I get to hold stuff in my coat, my keys, my wallet, my phone, other things. So I like to have everything together. And I, it's on the counter, and there's a spot on the counter where I put my keys and my wallet and whatever I'm going to need to leave. Now, the problem is that where that spot has been established in my behavior, there is not an outlet close to that spot on that counter in the kitchen. So that's a problem. That creates a problem because now... I can't grab everything at one time because I always have the phone charging. So I used to have it in a spot that was not, it was like across the kitchen from where my keys and wallet were because there were some available holes there, available outlets there for my charger. But I was finding that many times because I, it's not my first reaction to where is my phone. I mean, it's so funny. For instance, it's, it's, it just goes to show you, and, and maybe, I don't know if it's a, if it's a age thing or not. And I don't think it is because there's people my age that are tied to their phones. But like, for instance, uh, during the play in one of the dressing rooms, I'm in this one dressing room while, the, you know, before I go on, uh, you know, in this in this play, I was in the in the dressing room while another act was going on. And when that act finished, the actors that were in that act would would come out into the into the door into this small dressing room. Well, there was about there's a lot. It was about 19 people in the cast, and we were pretty much evenly split between these dressing rooms, depending on where you were in terms of where you'd make your interest from. And so when I would be waiting, when, when this act ended, the, you know, they would 
come charging in. About seven or eight people would come charging in very quickly to get off the stage and into the dressing room. And it was so funny to watch. I'd basically have to stay out of the way. I'd have to get a I would lean against a wall. Because when they came in, they came in with such conviction. Like they opened the door and in, in they came. Not a lot of room in there. And they marched. And usually because of where they were standing in the uh, on stage, uh, there was always like these three women that were first and then everybody would follow along. Some people were at the farther end of the stage. Ones were closer to the door, to the dressing room. And they always came in and the first three women that came in, younger women in their mid, mid-20s, the first thing they did when they came, they, it, was, it was instinctual. They would come in the door when the act was over, and the first thing they would do would, was come in, open the door, and go to the table and go for their phone. They knew where their phone was. They knew where they placed it, and their first move, was in that door and to their phone. It wasn't like they came in and went, ah, you know, like, okay, I'm off stage. I'm, uh, you know, take a deep breath. No, it was in one motion. They came in the door and went and got their phone. It's that instinctual for some people, especially younger people have been raised with these things. I don't, I'm not that instinctual at all. My phone Perfect example, once again, where's my phone during the play? My phone is turned off in my bag underneath the table. It is, I do not touch my phone during, I shut it off, so this way it's not making noise, you know, backstage. I shut it off about an hour before the show started. And many times... I wouldn't even turn it back on. I had, I would forget to turn it on until the next morning. I get home late. I'd have the bag. I'd just throw the bag, and it was late, and I'd get back to go to sleep. And I would forget to even take the phone out, whether I was in my car to turn it on, or even overnight. Now that does defeat the purpose. You said, "Well, Jim, you use your phone as an emergency. You know, something could have happened in that time period." When I was on stage and during this thing, and I didn't even know until I got home. But that's how I'm so not attached to this thing. I know I need to take it, but as I said, even a year and a half later after getting it, while I use it more than I thought I would, I haven't completely converted over, which is the problem. Because I do need to remember to take it. So I had forgotten it a couple of times, and I was like, oh, you know, I, I, can't, I can't plug it into those, that outlet across the kitchen there. Not that it's a huge kitchen. It's not at all. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's, farther, it's far enough away from where my keys and wallet were that it wasn't right there. So I'm like, let me find another outlet that's a little closer to the spot because, unfortunately, where my spot is, there's not a convenient outlet close enough the chargers don't really have that long of a of an extension anyway you know a cord anyway they have to put an extension cord on it and then it's a whole thing so there's one i found another outlet that's across 
a little op- across this counter that's in the general area. If I had to, I mean, where I'm standing, I could extend my legs and reach over and get it. I could see it. At least it's visible. The problem was with the other outlet is that it was behind me. So if I was in a rush and I took my keys and my wallet, the I, the phone was behind me, so it wasn't there. At least with this one, where these outlets are, where I moved the phone with the charger, I have to walk in that direction to get out of the of the back door of the kitchen. So in theory, it's in my line of sight. So that I could, as I get my keys and my wallet, and I'm taking a couple of steps, I I should see it, and oh, okay, forget, don't forget my phone, and then grab the phone and then walk out, take a right, and get out of the house. In theory, and for the most part, it has worked. But there, as I said, there have been times when I have just forgotten it because I'm in a rush, and it's not. I just don't have that behavior down of of having that phone with me. So, as I told you before, the key to my Sunday afternoon, you know, matinee slash pizza plan was dependent on the phone. Because the whole thing revolved around me calling my wife from the road to tell her, A, I'm on my way home, and B, okay, when you when I we hang up, call the pizza. So when I'm on my way home, it's going to take me 20 minutes or 25 minutes, I will, the pizza will be there. Once again, that's important, to be there when that pizza's ready. I don't want to go home first and then get the pizza. I want to be on the road, pizza ready, go to the place not far from the house, on the way home, get the pizza, and all one move, and then go home. That's the plan. It's a good plan. If everything goes right, good plan. Loving the plan. So, but the key is to have that phone. It's 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 it. it everything revolves around being able to make that call. That call was going to be key because it set the whole pizza plan in motion. So it was integral to this plan, was having the phone. And I had thought up this plan two days before, and I was so excited to finally get to do this plan. So, okay, it's time to go. I'll be later. No, don't forget, I'm going to call you. At you know, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm putting this on my wife. Now, don't forget, now I'm going to call you at 10 after 8. Here's what you have to do according to my plan. You know, I've got my plan in place here. You know, don't you screw it up. <laughs> right. So off I go. I get to the, uh, I park my car by the theater. And as I'm getting out of the car, I say to myself, and I'm now, you know, an hour, an hour from home, so I can't go get it. I can't go home. I say, oh, I don't think I took my phone. 
I don't think I took my phone. Oh my God. Can, is this right? And sure enough, I, I'm rifling through my bag, ruffling through my bag and no phone. I forgot my phone. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I can't call anybody to say I've lost, I forgot my phone because I don't have it. And I'm like, the whole plan centered on this phone. The one time that I really needed my phone. Half the time I take it, never even use it. It's just there as a safety precaution. But this time I was going to be proactively using the phone. It was the centerpiece of a well-planned pizza excursion. And I forget the phone. And so now I am so mad at myself. Because once again, as I told you, I was I was making sure. Now make sure you're around. Make sure when you hear that phone ring. I mean, I, I know that I'm going to be executing my end of the plan. You know, if this plan fails, it's going to be because of you know, something that my wife did, not me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We didn't even get a chance to, 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 the plan didn't even get a chance to start. Didn't even, it failed before it was ever even close. And I, of course, was the key failure to it. I didn't have my phone. Now you say, well, Jim, I mean, give me a break. <clears throat> you can still make a phone call. Well, yeah, but I, but the key was I was going to be, you know, in transit, hands free in the car. You know, the goal was to order that, you know, because I, you know, on the highway, there's uh, this, uh, you know, message board that I pass every day going home from the play that tells me how many minutes I'm going, it's going to take me to get to my, to, to get to my exit off the highway, right? So then that, that played a key role in this plan. From that point on that sign, that was going to be 10 minutes. It usually is 10 minutes at that time. So I was was counting on that being 10 minutes to get to my off-ramp. And then the pizza place was about, with traffic, about 15 minutes from the off-ramp. So there's your 25. And usually a thin crust pizza from this place takes 20 to 25 minutes. I'm telling you, I had this down. This plan was well-researched and well-organized. And the key to it was having that phone, to be able to make that call as I got to that sign on the highway that said 10 minutes to my off-ramp. That's when I was going to make the call. I mean, this thing was, this was like military precision. But the key was the phone. And now I don't have the key. Now, yes, you say, well, Jim, you know, couldn't you have, uh, you know, used a phone where you were at? Or couldn't you borrow a friend's phone just to make a phone call when you were leaving? Yes. But I wouldn't have been aware of the traffic 
of how long it would have taken me to get to the point. You know, my point is I wouldn't have been able to do the exact, that that 25-minute time thing to get that pizza at the time would just not be possible. By I, I could call my wife to say, oh, you know, I, I, I forgot my phone because you'll see it on the counter. So she knows, but how is she going to call me? And because uh, I don't have a phone. <laughs> so I know she knows that I don't have my phone. So now she, I know that she knows that the plan is, is kaput. But of course, knowing me, I'm already now thinking of of new options. How do we salvage this plan? So I'm now into alternate versions. I think the plan is still executable, but we're going to have to we have to improvise now. So I'm thinking to myself, yes, I could call my wife when I'm leaving and add another 10 minutes to that and say, okay, look, in 10 minutes, as opposed to me saying, call now, but this was going to, it was going to, it was going to definitely affect the, the accuracy of my potential plan because I, I really couldn't uh, predict traffic, right? If I called from where I was leaving from, the goal, the key that was so uh, perfect for the plan was when I got to the highway and it showed me how many minutes to my off-ramp and I added the time from the off-ramp to the pizza place, that's where the plan really excels. Because there's the 25 minutes. You're waiting, the pizza is still hot and warm and you're just, that's when you want to get it, right? When it comes out of the oven, when you go to pick it up, right? So that was the, that was the, the, the centerpiece to this plan was that phone call when I was able to see the time that it would take me to get to my off-ramp. So now the, the plan already is still executable, but it's not going to be as perfectly executed as possible. I might have to wait now for the pizza, or worse than that, I may get there after where it's sitting in that heater thing, which doesn't really, I mean, it makes it warm, but it's its not like it's right out of the oven. That's the way you want it. And we live close enough to the pizza place that if I get that pizza when it's, when it, when they, when it just put it in the box, I can get home and it's still hot. It's still, it's still, there's still steam coming out of it. So that's what was so key to that plan. But I screwed it up. I mean, totally, and once again, I was worried about everyone else screwing it up, and I'm the guy that screwed it up from, from, from the first minute. I mean, I, the plan wasn't even in place, and it was already sabotaged by me. But I have to find an alternate way, right? So I'm thinking, like I just said to you, okay, well, I don't think, once again, now this is the realities of, of a modern world here where your society is based upon Everybody having a phone in their pocket. This theater, this structure has no phone. No phone in it. There's no phone line. Why would you need a phone? Why would the theater bother to have a phone line, a landline, when they there's no need for it? Why pay? 
No one's going to use that phone. Everybody has a phone. So now this is the reality in the 21st century in, in 2023. There are many businesses that do not have a phone in them because the expectation is it's not needed. You have your own phone. Many public places that had phones don't have them anymore. No need. No one's using them. I assume even pay phones, you know, convenience stores, restaurants, bars, they always had a pay phone by the bathrooms or in a corner somewhere. Why have them? I'm sure there's an expense to having a payphone in in a place. If I'm if I'm a business owner, I'm looking to cut costs in any in any in, in every area. This entire store, this entire physical plant of the place, um, either generates money or sucks in money. And the goal is to have more square footage of your business generating money than taking it out. Right. So here. In today's world, why should I why should I incur the cost of a landline phone or a pay phone when my patrons don't use it? They don't need it. If they want to make a call, they just go into their pockets, go into their purse. That's what they do. Everyone's got a phone. I don't need to supply a phone for them anymore. So most places now don't have a phone. And as I said, even with the phone, having the phone, like a friend's phone or a landline phone, it it would have derailed the the perfection of my plan because the key was that on-the-road call. That's where the whole thing, that was the beauty of the plan. The beauty of the plan was that on-the-road call. So I can get to that pizza place on at the right when the thing is coming out of the oven. So, as luck would have it, this get together that was after the show did not last as long. As I said, I was expecting to leave there at eight o'clock to to call my wife at eight fifteen. To then pick up the pizza at about 8.35 or so, 8.40, and be home at quarter to nine. And we'd have the pizza. That was the plan. That's the way it was going to work. I told her, you know, have something to eat, you know, maybe in the early afternoon. But, you know, so this way, you know, tide you over. But we're probably going to eat around, you know, close to quarter to nine. According to my well-planned and well-organized planning here. So, uh, now that that was up for grabs. But, okay. We'll, we'll, We'll see. And now I'm like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe, you know, hopefully, she knows I don't have my phone. So, hopefully... She'll realize we can't do the plan 
Because now I'm I'm not even worried about myself eating. It's no big deal. I just felt bad having her wait because now we can't. We're not communicating. We have no way to communicate to each other as to what we're going to do. Because I know she knows I don't have my phone. I know she sees it. But now the whole the whole pizza plan is up for grabs here. But the goal I thought was going to be leaving at eight. <clears throat> well, this get together kind of breaks up earlier. And I'm like, well, you know what? This will actually be okay. I'm going to leave here now a half hour earlier than I thought. So now, even if I have to go home and get the, you know, I won't be able to make that, you know, that call from the road. Um, It won't be as late as I thought. So she won't be as hungry. Now that's good. So this will work out fine. So <clears throat> I know I don't have my phone at 730. I leave, and I'm on my way, feeling good that while I I sabotaged my own plan, I've been able to at least make up for uh, on my own by leaving a half hour earlier. Uh, you know, I can get home earlier. I'll get home by eight. We can make the call. We're still going to probably eat around the same time, at least. That's my point. It's a little more inconvenient for me. I'll go home first. We'll make the call. Then I'll go back out and get the pizza. A little more inconvenient for me, but I deserve that penalty. I deserve that punishment because I'm the guy who screwed it up. I forgot my phone. But at least she won't be starving and wondering what's going on. So at least I feel okay. The plan itself could not be executed. But the end point of getting the pizza and having some time is still there. Because that's the end game, right? The end game was to spend some time. We had some. We had a Sunday night to spend some time. That was really the end game. The pizza was a nice addition to that but the goal was i get home early from this event and we can spend some time because we haven't spent a lot of time so here i am now as i said on a sunday afternoon while with with traffic to get to the theater i usually have to leave about an hour before but on a sunday afternoon there's not as much traffic and so i'll get home in half the time which once again makes this plan this alternate plan, at least and now that since I'm leaving a half hour early, I've got to get home a half hour earlier. So everything is at least, in theory, the plan still is in place. It's just that I'm not going to pick up the thing on the way home. I'll have to come home, call, and then go back in the car in 20 minutes and get it. But still, basic part of the plan still there. Uh, the pizza, maybe even a little earlier, and home by you know eight o'clock eight twenty so now we have even more time so this actually might even work better because i'm able to leave earlier so even though i forgot the phone this is you know in time in a time sequence this actually will work better because the end game of this whole plan was to spend time to have some quality time and then they'll have a pizza along with it pizza was integral to it the pizza was key but it was the end game was really you know, to get home early to spend some time. So this new plan, while I sabotage the original one, still gets us to that to that end game and actually adds a little more time to it, which is good. So I'm still I'm feeling okay about it. 
until I got on Lakeshore Drive here in Chicago. Now, if you don't live in Chicago area, or if you maybe don't really drive downtown, Lakeshore Drive is one of the prettiest uh, drives in the city. It's one of the. It can be uh, a quick one, get you from one place to another, but it also can be very hectic when there is traffic. But on a Sunday afternoon at seven o'clock, Sunday evening at seven thirty, there shouldn't be any traffic at all. So that's why I'm expecting to zip, zip, you know, get home very quickly. The thing about Lakeshore Drive is there's not a lot of exits. There's long stretches without any exits, which can pose a problem. Especially when there's traffic, you're kind of, you're, you're on there. You can't really get off. If there's heavy traffic, there's bumper to bumper traffic. A lot of times you're just, you just have to wait it out because there's not a lot of, of exits on Lakeshore Drive. But I'm not expecting any traffic problems at all on a Sunday at 7 o'clock at 7.30. No problem. So I get on and I'm ready to go. I mean, I've been doing this, this route, you know, since April and uh, five, times, five times a week, right? So I, I, I could pretty much time what time I'm, you know, how long it's going to take me. Once again, that's key, right? <laughs> I have to know what time I'm going to get home. <laughs> well, as soon as I get on Lakeshore Drive, I make this little bend around. When I get on it, right at where it ends, I get on it like um, Hollywood near Sheridan to go south now. And as soon as I get on, I, I make this little curve and, and I see a holdup. And I'm like, what? What, why is there a holdup here? There should be no traffic at all. It's Sunday at 7 on Lakeshore Drive. What's, what's, no, what's the holdup? And, and, and I get closer and I see that, you know, there's, it's, it's all, it's bumper to bumper. It's, it's dead stopped. And there's no exits to get off. And I see up ahead, there's that giant electrical, you know, mobile electrical sign with the giant yellow arrow. And now I understand as I get closer, they are basically taking the four lanes of Lakeshore Drive and moving the traffic into one lane. Even if there's not a lot of cars at that time, when you take four lanes of traffic and smash it into one, you create a traffic jam. So I'm like, well, okay, now, uh, well, I well, I had this extra half hour, right? So now I'm going to be back to my usual time, probably, because this is not going to, you know, I'm not going to fly home as quick as I thought. But I left a half hour earlier, so I'll still be on time with my original plan time, even though I'm not going to be able to pick up the, the pizza from the road. Well, this traffic jam, the, we were we were literally in a a parking lot on Lakeshore Drive. I, w- I had the car in park for 20 minutes. I had the car in park for 20 minutes. Did not move one inch. And I'm like, oh my gosh. 
So now I don't even know what my, I don't know what's my, now I'm in my car. I have no motor chance of, of communication with my wife to even say now I'm in a traffic jam. She still thinks I'm coming home. I thought I was going to, you know, get home earlier and surprise her like, hey, the plan is still in play. I mean, now this is, oh, these cars are not moving at all, literally. So I put the radio on to get the traffic. And the first thing I hear is, you might not want to take Lakeshore Drive right now because it's a parking lot. Yeah, I know. It literally was a parking lot. Apparently, because of this race we're having here in July, this NASCAR race, they're resurfacing Lakeshore Drive. They have been doing it northbound. And I've seen the traffic at, in the evening, because that's when they're doing it in the evening, I've seen the traffic on the northbound lanes when I'm in the southbound lanes, and I used to laugh, like, <laughs> look at me flying, and look at those poor people. It was bumper to bumper at 11 o'clock at night, which I was couldn't believe that there was that much traffic. But as I said, when you take four lanes and smash it into one, I don't care how much traffic it is, they're go- you're going to create a traffic jam. Well, the same thing now is happening to me. I was laughing for three months, and now I got stuck. And I've got my pizza and my time, my quality time with my wife, all just crumbling in front of me. Total loss. I, I, I start the plan out by not having my phone. And now I, here's, I didn't plan on not having my phone. And now in my uh, new plan, which I'm actually excited about, feeling good about my new plan, leaving a half hour earlier than I thought. Now that alternate plan is being crushed now by something out of my control. My original plan was in my control. I screwed that up. Yes. Now my second plan, which I was actually very excited about, to have a nice alternative that almost worked just as well. Now that being destroyed by something completely out of my hand, this traffic jam. Then I find out on the radio, they're not just bringing four lanes into one. They're ultimately closing all four lanes for a certain part from Lawrence to Irving, which is a good stretch. And my thought is, why did you even let us get on here? Because then they said that the exits were closed. I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what really happened up ahead. Because I waited there for a half hour and then 20 minutes, and I was like, I can't stay here anymore. I'm not moving, literally not moving. I mean, I'll be over here. I'll be here. I, and then I hear that that the four lane that the lanes are closed. So what do we? What do you do with us? I don't know what happened up there because I didn't wait. I waited 20 minutes and that was enough. I was luckily close enough to this little opening that you know emergency vehicles and police cars may use that a little opening between the southbound lanes and the northbound lanes. And I was close enough to it because we were just inching for a while. I was close enough to it that I said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to get off and, and I'm going to have to, and this is, it was a risky thing because you have to watch because the other, the, the northbound lanes are flying. So I have to make sure that I could see that traffic wasn't coming when I was going to cut out here, coming sort of coming out of nowhere. But I drove up <laughs> I drove up on the grass for a while, not long, not very long at all, maybe just you know maybe fifty feet, so it wasn't crazy 
And then I get into that lane, and thankfully, there wasn't any traffic coming. So my little maneuver got me off of the southbound lanes. But now I have to devise a way to get home, not using Lakeshore Drive. So I'm finding now, and now, of course, I don't have my GPS, right? I don't have, and I'm used to taking this one way. I'm not really sure which roads go through, which streets go through. So I'm like, well, I just know I have to go this direction. I have to go south. So let me take Sheridan and see where that goes. And I know that Broadway goes ultimately to somewhere I can get and cut down and go west. But I don't really know that area that much because I've always been taking this one way, this Lakeshore Drive, which bypasses all these side streets and all these lights. That's the beauty of it in, in theory. So I don't have my GPS because, of course, I forgot my phone. Oh. And now, of course, you think I'm the only one doing this? So all, all the southbound streets that I'm trying to go down, Broadway and Sheridan, are, are, are jammed because other people are doing what I did. They've got to get south, and they can't. They take. They can't take Lakeshore Drive. So I'm looking at the clock. As I mean, I mean the traffic now on Sheridan and on Broadway is just terrible. I mean, I'm, I'm not moving many times for for two lights. Not even moving. So now I'm looking at the clock. I mean, forget about my half hour. I had that. Remember that half hour I had? Well, that's gone. Burn that up in two seconds. Burn that up on Lakeshore Drive sitting there. Now I'm looking at this and saying, I'm not going to get home based on on what's happening here and how far I am with with lights and everything. I'm not going to get home until 9.30. I thought I would get home by 8.15. I'm not going to get home until 9.15, easily. So now I'm thinking about my wife, wondering, where am I? Should she eat? I'm like, oh, what? God, this, I had such a beautiful plan in place. And it has just been sabotaged by myself and by these other outside forces that I had no control over. But I'm still trying to find a way to salvage this. So finally, I get to a point where I'm driving now west, and so I'm off of that southbound traffic, and I'm sort of on my way home now, and I'm looking and I'm saying, well, you know what? I could still salvage this maybe with the pizza and still have that pizza in mind because I haven't eaten since like noon. I'm hungry. And now it's like, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock. I don't know if she's eating or not, but I'm hungry. I know that. So I'm like, well, maybe we could still salvage the pizza thing. The key is that phone call to her because I can still gauge how far I am now <clears throat> from home. It might, it will, it will be later, but if she hasn't eaten, we could still salvage the pizza. We're not going to be able to salvage the, the, the quality time. That's going to be burned up, but at least we can salvage the pizza, which we were both looking forward to. So I said, well, you know what I'll do? I'm driving now down Irving Park Road going west, <clears throat> and I'm like, I'll stop. At a payphone and call her from there and say, "Look, I'm going to be call uh, call now." So I'm, we'll get back to my original plan again. 
We're back to the original plan. It's it's, it's delayed by hours, but at least the, the, the crux of the plan of calling from the road so I can pick up the pizza before I get home when it's hot, still now in play. Because, you know, like before I wouldn't be able to do it because I was on Lakeshore Drive. There's no phones. But now I'm like, hey, I'm on Irving Park. I'll, I'll just stop at a payphone. So I'm actually now the, this is my second alternative plan. And this one still gets me at least a part of the end game, gets me the pizza. Not the quality time so much, but at least the pizza, which we both want because we're hungry. I'm assuming unless my wife has eaten. And plus, I can just get in touch with her, let her know, okay, this is what's going on, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then lament how I screwed up by not having my phone, which at least would have kept us in contact, as she would have known what was up, what was going on. Because at this point, she doesn't know where I'm at or what's going on at all. You know, now it's like, you know, quarter to nine, nine o'clock, and I was supposed to be home by eight. So now she doesn't know what's going on. And this is the key story here. This is the key point to this story. I told you earlier how the world expects everyone to have their own phone. When was the last time you looked for a public payphone? When was the last time you looked for one? Now, in the past, they usually were on street corners. Definitely at gas stations outside. There was always a payphone or a pay. Remember the booths they used to have? But there was always a payphone at a gas station or at some kind of intersection or sometimes even in between on the streets. I'm on Irving Park Road. This is a major thoroughfare in Chicago. Two lanes going each way. It's a major street. I have to think that I'm going at least five miles down Irving Park Road. I have to think that I'm going to see one payphone where I could call and put Plan C into implementation. I looked at every, and there was a ton of gas stations, right, on on Irving Park Road. From driving by, I did not see one payphone in the outside. Now, maybe they were inside. I don't know. But I kind of doubt it. Because those, from my memory, the phones were always outside of the gas station, not inside. So I didn't want to get off the road, get out of the car, walk in and see there's no payphone, get in the car, get back in traffic. I mean, that's, you know, that's another five minutes. I do that three times. I mean, we're wasting time. I'm just driving by. I'm at red lights. I'm looking around. As I'm driving down the road, I'm looking ahead. I'm looking on the streets. There was not one payphone. Are there any payphones anywhere? I understand that everyone's expected to have a, a, a phone. But in case of emergency, have we completely just bypassed this now? Is it such a, uh, you know, a, 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 once again, a, 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 a monetary um, 
decision to just get rid of all the public phones? Well, okay, every, well, you know, everybody's got their everybody got their cell phone, everybody's got their smartphone. Well, what about what what happens if you get into a car accident? Or what happens if you get carjacked and your phone gets taken away? How do you call anybody? Where's the phone? I understand that we're un, we're in this free and mobile society, man. But you still have to have some kind of backup in case people don't have their phone. You can't just assume that everybody has their phone. Here's an example. Thank God there was no this was this was all about a pizza. Okay, there's no big emergency. But I could not find a public payphone on Irving Park Road for five miles. I know when I'm walking through the airport now, there used to be there used to be banks of phones. They're gone. But there always was at least a payphone by a rat by a gas station. But we have become so um, laissez-faire and so, well, everybody's got a phone. So, uh, take that out of there. <clears throat> the telephone company, get that out of there. That phone's, no one's using it. Take it out. Take it out. Take it out. You know, it takes maintenance. Blah, blah, blah. Take it out. Take it out. If you don't have your phone, God forbid, if you forget your phone, you are incommunicado because we as a society have said, you have your phone. We don't need to supply you with any kind of communication device. Now, I don't know, like I said, in restaurants or bars, I don't know if there were some that I passed, but I'm not going to start pulling over, trying to find parking spaces, walking into bars, walking into restaurants, looking for a phone. Phones were always readily available outside, mostly at gas stations, certainly on corners, somewhere. Where if you had to make a phone call, you could make it. I did not see one phone. So, needless to say, I get home about quarter after nine, like I thought I would. My wife goes, wow, what happened? I, she said, well, you know, I said, well, of course I lost my phone. She goes, yeah, I saw your phone there. I was like, oh, my gosh. So I assume she ate by 9.15. My gosh, the poor woman is starving now. But she's like, well, I didn't eat. I went, well, really? Oh, okay. So <laughs> I get home at 9.15. The quality time thing is blown. But we managed to salvage the pizza thing. Since it was close, the place was closing at 10, thankfully. There was nobody really ordering anymore. The pizza was done in 15, 20 minutes. I picked it up about, you know, 9.40, and we had pizza. And then I was so tired. I mean, I fell asleep, right? You know, so so much for that. We could have salvaged that. Even we could have gotten the pizza earlier and had a little more time, at least, or at least had the pizza earlier than quarter to 10. If I could have found a phone. Look, I understand that in today's world, you know, we are 
expected to have this phone at our side, you know, on our uh, joined at our hip. But there are times when we don't. There are times when, yes, believe it or not, we might have a brain fart and we forget our phone. Or there may be some other situation where our phone does isn't charged or we lose it or something. And as a society, I think we should have the capability to communicate with others that we used to have. Why are we going backward? I cannot believe it. I understand we're mobile. Everybody got a phone. But to have removed every public phone from our society because, well, they're, they're... the same way I talked a couple weeks ago. Well, well nobody needs AM radio. That's oh, you know, oh, pay phones. Those are things of the past. Oh, what are you from 1920? What are you from 1970? What do you need a pay phone? Who even knows what they are? Well, you know what? There was a need for those then, and there's a need for them now. There are cases of emergency or or whatever where it's good to have a pay phone somewhere. It's not some stupid anachronism from the past. It actually plays a purpose and provides a service. But the cool people don't think that anymore. Oh, pay phones, that's stupid. Who has change? <laughs> right? <laughs> that's part of the thought process. Who even has quarters to put in a pay phone? Nobody carries money anymore. I get it. But to remove every payphone from the public because it's not cool or no one's using it 24 hours a day? All I know is if you needed that payphone in an emergency and it was there, you'd be kissing it. You'd be blessing it. I'm going to now... Put my wallet in keys, not in the spot that they used to be anymore. Once again, I have to make a plan now in order so this, this never happens again. So because I have no outlets where I usually put my keys and my wallet for the last 25 years, thanks to the phone, thanks to no pay phones, thanks to so that I will never forget my phone again, I am now going to change where I've put my keys for the last 25 years. I'm going to now move my keys and my wallet to where the phone charger is so that I have to see my phone because I have to get my keys and my wallet. That goes to show you how much that smartphone has taken over our lives. I am now changing my behavior for the smartphone because the smartphone needs to be charged and needs to be where it is. That smartphone is smarter than we thought. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com. 
or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast, we are there. And don't forget to tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 369. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. From the end of the web to your screen.